You're listening to You've Got This, episode 163. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I want to answer a listener question talking about workplace drama. And this question comes in from Jonathan, who says, I've been following YGT for a few months now, and it's been such an encouragement to me. My question, how do you deal with work tension drama issues? I do not have time for this. Do you ignore it or address it? Um, First of all, I want to thank you, Jonathan, for sending in this question because it is such a good one. And I want to say I'm sorry that you're dealing with workplace drama and tension and issues. It's such a common thing that we all do need to address at some point in our careers. And for other people who may be listening who are also dealing with this, again, you know, not super fun. So I did respond um, to Jonathan via email, and I wanted to share some of the things that I said to him as possible considerations for thinking about this kind of drama. Um, And I do think that one of the kind of biggest challenges about dealing with tension or um, other kinds of drama in the workplace is that it's often so much rooted in human emotions. (laughs) And for those of us who are easily distracted by that kind of thing, um, it can be a real challenge to try to juggle work and kind of putting our heads down and doing all the things we need to do with some of these other contextual things that are happening around um, the outer edges of our, our work lives. So here are some of the things that I mentioned to Jonathan as possible recommendations for ways to consider moving forward. So one of the questions he asked was, do you address it or do you just ignore it? And the first thing that I asked him to kind of consider is whether or not addressing it is actually going to solve anything and improve the situation. And sometimes when it comes to workplace tension, it's better to just leave it alone. And knowing that, you know, if you do raise it or try to fix it, sometimes it can actually just make it worse. It's hard to know sometimes, um, but you might want to just sit down and kind of think about the pros and cons of actually saying something versus um, or kind of acting on it um, versus just ignoring it and seeing if it's going to kind of simmer down and resolve itself, basically. So thing number one might be to just say, is it something that can be ignored? Um, Now, the The challenge of actually ignoring it is a thing in itself, um, but it's important to decide if you want to address it head on or if you just want to let it go. The next thing I asked um, him to consider is how long you actually have to deal with the issue before it potentially resolves itself. So recently, for example, I was talking with a coaching client who was dealing with a supervisor that was really challenging for them, but they knew that that supervisor was going to be stepping down in about five months. And so they were kind of coming up with coping mechanisms and plans for the short term to kind of deal with this person, knowing that this is not a forever situation. Now, that is a very different thing than if you're dealing with a challenging supervisor who you know is not going to be stepping down anytime soon. And you really do need to think kind of long term about, you know, your own um, situation, if this is a good context for you, if you need to maybe move on or um, if you need to address it in a, a different kind of way. And so the time frame of kind of what you're dealing with, I think, is important The other thing to consider, too, is contextual factors, like if there's a lot of stress or strain going on um, because of a particular time period within your work. So, for example, um, 
many of us have fall conference schedules and lots of travel, and this can cause some extra strain. Not everyone is in the office all the time. Um, People are stressed because they're doing last-minute preparations. They're trying to squeeze in meetings and other kinds of things in the midst of lots of other responsibilities. So it's possible that there are also certain times of the year where you're going to see extra tension, extra drama, and it may just be helpful to know this is a shorter-term situation, and this will kind of resolve itself once everyone has a chance to go on holiday break and kind of take a breather and come back feeling a little bit refreshed. The other thing to consider if you decide um, in particular to either address the situation or to leave it alone is whether or not you have the support structures to get you through either decision. So if you decide to address it, you might consider um, engaging with uh, your human resources department or if you have an OMSBUDS person on campus, that could be someone else to kind of help you work through a workplace tension situation. Or if you decide not to address it, do you have people that you can talk to to relieve the pressure of kind of dealing with this, whether that's a friend, a partner, potentially a therapist? Do you have the support structure you need to move forward in the way that you are choosing to? And um, in a lot of tension, it can be really challenging to even think through that because there's a lot you're dealing with and you're trying to make kind of the best decision. And so talking it out with someone that you trust, I think, can be really helpful. It's also helpful if you can find someone who's been through a similar situation before to kind of get their input on how best to move forward. The other question I think that's really important to consider when it comes to workplace drama or tension is the impact the situation is having on your physical, mental, or emotional health. So for example, are you losing sleep um, because of the situation? Are you really distracted to the point where you're not able to get your work done? Um, Are you having panic attacks? Are you feeling like physical symptoms that say you don't want to go into work, you know, because this particular situation is happening? And this could be, you know, any of those things that are kind of negative um, indications on your physical, mental, or emotional health. Those could be signs that you really do need to remove yourself from the situation as best you can. Um, And again, this is not always easy, especially if you want to stay at the same institution or you're in a position where, you know, it's not easy for you to move jobs. Um, But even sometimes just trying to avoid a particular person or removing yourself from, you know, a committee or, you know, whatever it may be that would allow you to kind of give yourself some distance from the tension, I think is um, a helpful thing. The other thing to consider is if you're feeling the tension and drama, it's also possible other people are feeling it as well. And they're also wanting to de-escalate it or resolve it or get it to go away. And so sometimes it just takes one person starting to um, take small actions to try to resolve those kinds of situations. And then other people kind of follow in kind because they're trying to also get out of what is probably an uncomfortable thing for many people. The other thing that I think is really important, and this really goes back to my radical self-trust framework that I've talked about quite a bit, is to consider what your gut is telling you in a particular situation, whether or not it's telling you to ignore it or to act on it, whether it's telling you that it's really harmful for you to be in that situation or, you know, this is a short-term thing that you can put up with. Radical self-trust is really about listening to and responding to your own needs. And so it's important to listen to how you're feeling and what you think is really going to be a good situation for you in terms of whether that's removing yourself, taking action to try to make a situation better. So what I want to also offer some um, potential feedback on is if you do decide to take action with something 
And this is, I think, a really challenging decision to make. Um, there are a lot of factors and variables. And clearly, I don't know the situation that Jonathan is talking about. I'm really responding based in in kind of vague and abstract ways because I think these um, considerations could apply to lots of different situations. But I think it's important to think through um, kind of the longer term uh, potential outcomes of addressing a situation head on, whether that's reporting something or just saying something out loud, making a comment, you know, um, trying to change a situation. You do want to think about the potential fallout of that. But I also think that um, rooting whatever that response is in your own experience can also be very helpful. So, for example, if you were to approach a coworker about a situation that you feel, you know, is a lot of drama and tension, you might say, so, you know, I understand there's this is a complicated matter. I don't mean to meddle in this, but it is really distracting me from doing my work. And I'm wondering if we can come to a resolution or I'm wondering if there is something that can change that would allow me to kind of remove myself from this or to not be experiencing it in kind of such an intense way. And it's not necessarily saying the problem itself needs to be fixed. It's really just expressing that it's affecting you in a way that is feeling kind of negative. And in some cases, I think people don't really realize that that's happening. They may not realize that their actions or a particular situation is really starting to affect either you or kind of the culture of the organization in a negative way. And sometimes we feel very isolated in our experiences. And then we might start to chat with other people and realize we're not alone. You know, other people are feeling some of these tensions as well and may also not be wanting to deal with the drama. Now, the one thing I do want to kind of caution to avoid in situations like this where there's tension or drama is to do things that might escalate <laughs> the tension or drama. Because if it is something you don't want to deal with, you want to be careful that you're not kind of adding fuel to that fire. So, for example, one of the, the biggest accelerants, I think, is gossip and going behind closed doors um, talking about these things, you know, ruminating on them. Um, and there's one kind of side of this, which is basically just processing information with colleagues and kind of trying to figure out what to do. But I think we all know when we cross the line into just talking and talking and talking and not really coming to a resolution. And really, we're just trying to make ourselves feel better or we're trying to have an outlet where we can get out emotions. And that isn't always, I think, the best um in terms of like longer term cycles, because sometimes we end up saying things we regret. Sometimes we work ourselves up even more into a bit of a tizzy. And so trying to find ways to de-escalate a situation versus accelerating it is going to be really important. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't talk about it with anyone. It doesn't mean that you're not finding the support structures that you need. But I think that we've all been in situations in the workplace where things can get a little bit gossipy. You start to see more exclusionary um, behavior and it can create, you know, allyships where people are, are on different sides. And all of those things, I think, don't always serve the situation to try to resolve it in a way where everyone is coming to a, a better place. So I want to thank Jonathan again for sending in this question. I think it's a really good one. Um, of course, there are all kinds of variables that I did not get into today, and I did not you know, talk about a specific situation, but hopefully some of these considerations are ones that might be useful for you. If you do have a follow-up question about this, of course, I would love to hear it. You can always email me at hello at drkatielinder.com. You can tweet to me at katie double underscore linder. 
You can connect with me on Instagram at Katie underscore Linder, or you can always write me a letter at Katie Linder, P.O. Box 1621 in Albany, Oregon, 97321. Any way you contact me, I always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.